Welcome to Living Water Radio. What if the most important personal value of our culture is upside down? It is. Today we'll find out how to set it right. My name is Pastor David Burkadal. My wife, Reverend Sally Welch, is co-producing this podcast. Sally is a United Church of Christ slash Christian Church Disciples of Christ ordained minister, focusing on ecumenical and interfaith ministry. I served Lutheran Christian congregations in Compton, California, and in San Dimas, California, for over 40 years. Today, maintaining our yard is my gym, and I'm active as a volunteer in the leadership of the 110 Evangelical Lutheran Church in America congregations in our area. Check out our first Living Water radio podcast, number zero, Welcome and Introduction, for more information about us and this podcast. Cases of COVID-19 hospitalizations and death are all down, and vaccinations are now available. But it's 2021, or 2020 the sequel, so there has to be a gray cloud behind that silver lining. And that gray cloud is that there are not enough vaccine doses for everyone who qualifies in this current early phase to get one. The second dose of the vaccines currently are being given in the field are time-sensitive. They must be given about three weeks after the first, so they have been reserved for those who have been given the first doses. Everyone else is waiting. How a first-world country like ours came to this juncture is a sad tale, but it's our present reality. It diminishes our self-image, which in our culture is everything. There are few personal values that are more valued and protected than feeling good about ourselves. It is at the pinnacle of the scale of values for the most popular religion in America today, moralistic therapeutic deism. I did a video on this a while ago called Pop Religion, and you can find a pretty good Wikipedia article on it. And yet, that value is misplaced. It is the reverse of what Jesus calls blessed in his most famous sermon, the Sermon on the Mount. Here is some of it from Matthew chapter 5, starting with the first verse. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up to the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him. Then he began to speak and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad. For your reward is great in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Do these traits strike you as what the world would call blessed or what some translations of the Bible call happy? Nope, they couldn't be more countercultural. Why? Do they describe the best way to live? No, it's because they are conditions that don't point to self satisfied success in this world but in the recognition that, with nowhere else to go, we need a Savior, and that we have one in Jesus Christ. When do we pray more? When things are going just fine? Or when they are falling apart? 
which is more likely to lead to Jesus, positive self-esteem, or feeling like there is nowhere else to turn. The history of Israel demonstrates a pattern. The people of God experience prosperity and security and forget about God. Things fall apart, and they remember God. God saves them, and they begin again to experience prosperity and security and forget about God. Finally, God comes and breaks the cycle. God acts unilaterally and saves Jew and non-Jew alike, not by keeping a covenant, but through a relationship of faith, a living relationship sealed in our baptisms. Jesus once told this parable in Luke chapter 12, starting at verse 15. And he said to them, Take care, be on your guard against all kinds of greed, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of possessions. Then he told them a parable. The land of a rich man produced abundantly, and he thought to himself, What should I do, for I have no place to store my crops? Then he said, I will do this. I will pull down my barns and build larger ones, and there I will store all my grain and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Relax, eat, drink, be merry. But God said to him, You fool, this very night your life is being demanded of you, and the things you have prepared, whose will they be? So it is with those who store up treasures for themselves, but are not rich toward God. So if both our personhood and our livelihood are lived as being wholly dependent on God, who am I and where is my true self? Paul writes to the church at Colossae, the Colossians, in the third chapter, starting at the second verse. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, is revealed, then you also will be revealed with him in glory. The scale of our lives is not apparent. It is hidden, hidden with Christ, who is coming to judge the world. My favorite sports quote comes from comedian Jerry Shandling, who once reflected on Leo DeRocher, the ruthless coach of the Dodgers when they were the Brooklyn Dodgers, and who said, Nice guys finish last. Gary Shandling said, Nice guys finish first, and anyone who doesn't know that doesn't know where the finish line is. The Christian life is lived in many paradoxes. The more I give, the more I have. I am both a saint and a sinner. And this one, the less I focus on myself, the more I am my true self. The more I depend upon God, the more free I am. The difference in all these things is the love and steadfast presence of God expressed most wholly at the cross, and the gift of a living relationship with the one true living God, that is, faith, given by the Holy Spirit, God's ongoing personal presence for good in the world, what the Bible describes as like streams of living water, nourishing, unpredictable, and transformative. Let this be your dependence day. Place your trust in God and not in the world. Seek God's affirmation and not your own. Prepare the way for Jesus in others and make your affirmation that of John the Baptist's in John 3.30. He must increase, but I must decrease. This is the upside-down version of the world's focus on having a positive self-image and feeling good about oneself. 
It's not, though, that Christians don't value these things. We reject their pursuits as ends in themselves on the focus on the self. Instead, they are the byproducts of our lives, lived with a focus on others. In addition, our focus is not on personal happiness, but on joy that is foundational to the Christian life, even when we aren't feeling particularly good about ourselves or our place in what the world values. Little David killed a giant with a sling and stone. Over 5,000 people were fed with five loaves and three fish. Gideon's army of 300 defeats a vast army of Midianites. One jar of oil paid humongous debts. All these things, though small, were mighty because God is mighty. Jesus says we are like salt, light, and leaven, which change everything around them even in small amounts because of their character as agents of change. We are transformative agents in the world because of our character as children of God. We have been made a new creation. We have been born again. Confess your sin before God. Turn away from it. Believe in Jesus Christ and his power to save you. Receive the living presence of the living God. You cannot save yourself by your own efforts, but God will save you. Be mighty because God is mighty. Empty yourself to be filled with God. Less is more. Today, let's remember to pray for those who provide essential services and for those who seek the common ground. And let's remember to pray the Lord's Prayer today, the one that Jesus taught us. If you don't know what that is, contact us at the Revs David and Sally at gmail.com or send us a tweet to at David Burkadal and we'll send it to you. Send your prayer requests to the same addresses and we'll include them next time. Send your comments there as well. As always, we encourage you to stay hydrated. Open your heart to receive the living water from the source, God's self, the living presence of the one true living God, the God who gave himself on the cross so that all who believe and are baptized might be restored to the living relationship with God for which we were created. Remember your church. Identify one if you don't already have one. Ask a friend about it or a family member. Google it. Contact the pastor. When you have a church, go to or tune in to the worship services they have available and support your church financially so that it will be there when we come back to fully physically present worship together. Support your pastor and church leaders. Pray for them and help them in any way that you can. If you or a loved one are having thoughts of suicide or are struggling with mental health issues, call somebody. Google a local or national hotline. Reach out. You are not alone. Wear a mask when you're outside your home, practice social distancing, wash or sanitize your hands regularly. Stay at home unless you are providing essential services or need them. Avoid crowds and be outside if you have to be in a crowd. Be kind to everyone you come into contact with, especially those who are sacrificing their security to provide for yours. Thank you for listening to Living Water Radio. We are here for Christians and for the people of the Los Angeles metropolitan area who are looking for a sense of Christian community, a source of hope, and a way to thrive together during this global pandemic. We hope you'll tune in next time and invite your friends to do the same. Meanwhile, Sally and I encourage you to open your hearts to receive living water, the presence of the Holy Spirit, and stay hydrated. <music>